Hey guys, it's 2 a.m. and we've got some thoughts. Let's dive in. Hello, you've got Chris A. And Adriana. And Julia, friend of the pod. And the guy that does absolutely nothing for this podcast, Raymond, the producer. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Trump potentially banning TikTok from the United States. Chrissy and I give a review on Taylor Swift's newest album, Folklore. Julia is going to stand by her man, Machine Gun Kelly, whereas we lovingly like to call him Trash Can Kelly. Julia will also ramble about the origin of her curses, and we're going to end it with story time with Riona, where we all went to a bar and encountered a bunch of microaggressions. Let's do it. Okay, so for current events today, we're going to talk about Trump trying to take down TikTok the famous app that blew up, especially during quarantine, of people doing outrageous dances, lots of teens, doing funny skits. And, you know, Trump has decided that TikTok should no longer be allowed in the U.S. He called it Chinese spyware. (laughs) It is actually owned by a Chinese company, so they definitely have access to everyone's data that has the app on their phone. And because of this, Trump is worried for security reasons. Also, something to cite is that his rally was actually ruined by TikTokers, which is super funny and just very reminiscent of 2020, honestly. (laughs) But basically, all the TikTokers for his first political rally earlier this year, probably a month ago, they bought tickets to his rally and didn't show up. So the actual arena looked very empty because they decided to essentially not go and troll him. So I think he has a personal vendetta against TikTok in general, but he's definitely seems very adamant about banning this app from everybody in the United States. Yeah, so what does that mean for TikTok now? So it seems that if TikTok actually does get banned, there seem to be a lot of people already trying to figure out a solution of how we can maintain this space in social media. So one of the things that might happen is that Instagram is going to launch Reels, which is essentially their version of TikTok on their platform. And I feel like that very well just take over TikTok since Instagram has done it before with Snapchat and they seem to really do a good job of really taking a lead in the social media space and hopping on a lot of those trends. So it could be that or another thing that's in the talks is Microsoft may potentially just buy TikTok and take that over. So that's still a developing story, but that's kind of where it's moving right now and we'll just see what happens in the coming weeks. But yeah, Trump has had a lot of issues in general with a bunch of social media platforms like Twitter fact-checking him. So I think he has a vendetta personally against social media apps, but using TikTok as an excuse as China, you know, stealing information for us is what he's rallying behind. But it kind of brings up another conversation of privacy issues. So all of these social media companies that are even owned by Americans are stealing data and Mm -hmm. using that to their advantage for everybody that has the app. So this isn't even just a TikTok problem, it's an everything problem. There are no laws that govern privacy issues. 
And that's something that definitely needs to be regulated moving forward because all of our data is just out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was telling Chrissy earlier today that I was on Instagram and I got an ad for this bagel shop that I literally went to (laughs) yesterday. And I have no idea how they knew that because I don't think I said it near my phone, but maybe it was 12 feet away and picked it up regardless. So the microphone's always on and they're always listening, which is extremely alarming and very dystopian. So it just brings up a whole other conversation that there will always be another social media app where these influencers can go thrive. So the end of TikTok is not necessarily problematic in that sense, but it's more problematic in the sense that all of our data is being stolen by these huge corporations and none of it is being regulated. So it seems like TikTok is going to be joining the ranks of Vine and all of the failing social media apps (laughs) of the past and will just be a timestamp of 2020. So see you later, TikTok. Today we'll be introducing a new segment called Are You Not Entertained? Are you not entertained? Where we talk about all things entertainment, whether it be new shows that are out, movies, albums, and we'll be reviewing them because entertainment is a big passion point for the both of us. So today we're going to talk about Taylor Swift's new album Folklore that just dropped, I think a week ago. And it was a complete surprise. Taylor Swift just dropped it without telling anyone, including her record label, actually, which Mm. is kind of insane. But it's very different from her other albums that are a lot more country or poppy. This is very much like a Lana Del Rey album almost. Like very songwriting focused, very chill. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say background music, but you really have to pay attention to the lyrics because it's some of her best storytelling for all of her albums, honestly. She does such a great job of interweaving all of these different characters that she created and putting their stories together from different songs, which is really cool. Yeah, and I feel like... There's definitely people that liked it from first listen because if you're somebody who really appreciates good storytelling and songwriting, you're into music from that perspective. It had a very emotional reaction to it. I've heard that from a lot of people. I personally didn't have that reaction at first. Adriana and I listened to the album for the first time together when it first dropped at like 9 p.m. And we didn't even make it through half of yeah. the album because we were so bored. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't the vibe for us in the moment. And I don't think... We knew what to expect necessarily. So at first we were kind of like, eh, okay, like not really my favorite, but I can see why other people would like this. Then afterwards, I did listen to it more. And I will say that it's one of those albums that if you don't like it at first listen, keep listening to it because you will start to appreciate it more the more you actually listen to the lyrics, understand the storytelling, and realize that she's telling the stories of people from all different perspectives, not just from her own, which is really cool. And so it's definitely something that you grow to love if you don't like it at first, because I definitely thought that I wasn't going to listen to it again after the first time. And now I find myself listening to it every car ride, every morning when I'm getting ready. So it definitely grows on you. I belt it out in the shower (laughs) all the time. super emo crying over the one yeah which is my favorite song and I'm a huge Taylor Swift stan so I was kind of disappointed at first when I first listened to it but like Chrissy said it's really great powerful storytelling Mm -hmm. and I think it's really cool that she name dropped 
Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' baby's name, Mm -hmm. the baby that they just had, and use their baby's names throughout the story, which I thought was really cool. So she talks about specifically a love triangle from the perspective of a guy, a mistress, and whoever he's with at the time. And I think she should just be an author, honestly, or like make her own movie because she's got such a magical, fantastical mind. And the stuff that she talks about is very poetic. So Taylor Swift definitely the best songwriter of today's decade I would argue yeah I totally agree and I'm somebody who definitely wasn't a huge Taylor Swift fan before actually I really hated her I'll say that now and I I converted I I will say that I definitely am a fan fan now was supposed to go to her concert this past July all of us were supposed to go and that was really sad when it got canceled but you know gotta be safe gotta gotta wear masks be safe But yeah, um, even I can say, even not being the biggest Taylor Swift fan, I definitely think that she's one of the best songwriters of our time, and I will give her credit where it's due. So I think she is so well-deserving of all the critical acclaim that she's getting for this, and I do think it's her best work. Me and Adriana both agree on that, because it, it may not be our favorite from like a melody perspective or whatever, just like listening to the songs in the background, but we definitely can say that this is probably her best work from like being like a work of art, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's she's an artiste. Yes, definitely yes. an artiste after this one. So that's our review on folklore, and we'd like to end this by giving it a rating on a scale where our lowest rating will be whack top forty <laughs> to the highest being Grammy award winning. And I think we can both agree this is definitely Grammy award winning. Yep. See you in twenty twenty one, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're moving on to our section, Stand By Your Man. Stand by your man. And today, Julia will be defending Machine Gun Kelly, or more popularly known as Trash Can Kelly. Okay. Now this is something that I didn't know was controversial until the past month or so. And now, you know, MGK is dating Megan Fox. The fact that she's dating MGK, all of a sudden, I'm hearing a lot of, like, why is she (laughs) dating this absolute trash? And it's slander. I think it's slander. (laughs) Trash aside, I love MGK. He's just the greatest, in my opinion. So um, let's hash this out because some people think that that is the most disgusting opinion I could ever have. Great. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's preface this actually first. Chrissy and I don't hate MGK. We hate that Julia likes trash men. Yeah. And that's the real problem here, Mm -hmm. people. I have no qualms (laughs) with MGK, actually, but his image I do have problems with, that Julia likes it so much. So... And that's the root of the problem? Yeah. (laughs) It's just the bigger picture. You called him hot trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's more so what MGK represents, I think, is what we have a problem with. So this just happens to be the topic (laughs) that Julia keeps bringing up ongoing for the past few weeks. And it doesn't help that he's really relevant right now. So it's just... He keeps showing up in the news, then I respond. Well, let's be real. The only reason he's showing up in the news is because Megan Fox. Yeah. It's because Megan Fox is super hot. And they're like, oh my God, Megan Fox chose MGK, and it is confusing. Confusing to, well, most, but not (laughs) to me. I'm just like, yes, like, such an upgrade. Um, I'm just saying, I see a pattern between this friend group here. I see MGK dating Megan Fox is really hot and getting more famous because of that. 
his best friend Pete Davidson, you know, got engaged to Ariana Grande, who was also hot and really famous, and he got media attention from that. So I think MGK is a social climber. Ooh. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Absolutely not. I just think MGK is a phase for her. She's getting a divorce mm. from her husband, and he's like the easiest person to rebound with. Ooh. All right. He's well, a stepping stone for her in her love life. Mm. She'll end up with someone else. But let's talk about other reasons why we don't like him. Yeah, so, no, please. Chrissy and I came up with a list. We think he's too skinny, sickly. He yeah. looks ill. Every time you look at him, he looks like he's on drugs. He looks like the no regrets guy or Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. <laughs> Aaron Carter and him are basically equivalent in my eyes. Twins. Um, twin flames, if you will. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, he looks very vulgar, and you know, being friends with Pete <laughs> Davidson is a problem. We don't think he's a very good actor, and we don't think he's a good rapper. We listened to actually a bunch of his music videos right before this podcast segment. Wow. Which videos? Wild Boy. Wild Boy. So to get a sampling of his rapping skills, mm. which are not very good. Mm. Then we listened to one of his alternative songs, the one with Megan Fox in the music video. We actually don't hate that one. We think the music's cool, but, like, his voice is subpar at best. It works for him, though, you know? I mean, for Megan Fox's stepping stone, sure. No, I feel like he has a lot of talents. I don't know of a lot of other artists out there like MGK. Yeah, for a reason, though. I think that there's a reason there isn't another MGK Yeah, but I think that's great. I think he's just trying. I actually agree with Chrissy. He's a social climber. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do, if he can't do music because he was a terrible rapper, he's going to try to be an actor. And he couldn't do that because yeah. Bird Box was weird. So he didn't do that anymore. And now he's like, well, what he's else can acting. I do for clout? Uh, date Megan Fox. That's like the easiest way to get clout. No. And I, I think I agree. I don't. I think he's average at best. And mm. you have a larger problem of uh, liking well-executed trash. Direct <laughs> quote from you. Well, yes, he comes across as the to the mass public as trash. I think he's very talented, and I think that he knows how to just kind of like pave his own way, do his own thing. He does what he wants to, and he looks good while doing it. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, just to close out this debate today, Julia's going to share some results from an Instagram poll that she put yeah. up. Okay, so let me just caveat this by saying at first I did this to close friends because they are more like-minded. It was a 60-40 split, 40% saying that he's hot, 60 saying that he's trash. So I had to open up the polls to my whole following. Uh, yeah, that was a 70-30 split of only 30% saying that MGK is hot and 70% calling him trash. Not even well-executed trash. As it should be. So there you have it, guys. MGK is Trash Can Kelly. And and... I will stand by my man. Yeah. All right. Now moving on to our next part of the podcast, Julia Rambles, where a friend of the pod, Mm -hmm. Julia, and also who I lovingly refer to as my cursed friend, is going to talk about her curses so you guys can kind of get to know her a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I have to say it's pretty intimidating, like the times that I have met any of your friends and they're like, 
oh, you're the cursed friend. And I'm like, oh, God, like, what do they know and why do they know it? Um, so many stories. So there are just so many. And when I was told, like, hey, can you talk about some of your curses? I'm just like, where? Oh, my God, where do I even begin? But I guess, like, the origins of the curse. This is the story that always really gets people of, like, why do these things happen to you? Like, everywhere I go, there's an incident. Let's go way back to before I was born. So my mom lived in Miami in the 80s, wild times, I'm sure. She was, to my understanding, story goes, she was helping out some like garage sale situation, arguing with this woman in Miami over the price on an item. And I could be telling the reasons why they were fighting incorrectly. So if mom, please don't yell at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> My point being, essentially, this woman then stepped back and put a curse on her. Like, this woman from Haiti puts this curse on her and left. And my mom's always like, yeah, no, I don't know what the curse was for. But she, like, waved her hand around, said something to me. And she's like, yeah, I mean, everything was fine. And I'm like, is it? Like, was it really fine? Or was it your next born child is just going to have <laughs> the a barrage life. of incidents that plague them from the moment they are born? I mean, up for interpretation, but yeah. So, I mean, let's get into what some of those entail. So I know first, right off the bat, all of you collectively always complain anytime I visit or go anywhere, I bring rain. All the time. There's, yes. Yeah. She When she moved here, she, it rained and Ray didn't know she was actually in California. And he texted Chrissy and I and said, oh, it's raining. Is Julia here? And we were like, yes, yeah. actually, yes. I actually, yeah, I had just landed. There's that. There's the anytime we go to any bar or any restaurant, you know, a restaurant with a booth, even like, a, <laughs> the, like the weirdos are going to find me and they're going to speak to me and they're going to say weird things that these two cackle at and just sell me out for their own entertainment. <laughs> Another point to my curse um, I've had a weird amount of car trouble the last year, but in ridiculous ways. You should tell them about the time where you got your car towed. And then you got hit on the way out. I was driving back from work and I hit a pothole. LA's full of them. Immediately like slashed my tire. The way I drive to and from the office is not through the best part of town. So there was a gas station right there. I pulled in. I had to wait it out at the gas station. So I called my insurance. I didn't have roadside coverage, but you know, they were going to send somebody. Tow driver that like, takes forever to get there. I bought some snacks out of stress from the gas station, but it was one of those that you have to like slide money through the bulletproof glass. Oh, good. Like, <laughs> not a good place to be. Like, I'm just like, okay, well, that's not most gas stations I hang out in because I do frequent gas stations. <laughs> so that's different. That's a new layer. Um, I had to back into the parking space because I was so freaked out to be there. Leave the car running with the AC on because the window's down. Not a safe option. <laughs> Anyways, the tow truck driver gets there. It's dark. And this was like hours later. Yeah, this is yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's been like two hours. So he's getting my car on the ramp. And while he's doing that, some car just like backs into the tow truck, like full speed. <laughs> so like, then we're there for even longer because he's dealing with that. We finally get out of that situation. And the insurance was like bound to determine that I had to, they're like, oh, the closest place to get your car service is at this Nissan dealership. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. I don't drive a Nissan. So like, why? <laughs> and they're just like, it just is like, it's just, they, they're like, it's just um, a tire they can put on a tire for you. It's a pretty standard size. And I was like, okay, I mean, who am I to argue with the insurance agent? I didn't even know how to put air in my tires. So yeah. like, I was like, yeah. And then when we get there, they're like, this isn't a Nissan. Why is it here? Is this <laughs> By this time it's like 9 PM. So I had to leave my car there overnight because they were like, this is a Nissan dealership, ma'am. And you do not drive one. Had to Uber home. 
come back the next morning. And then it was this whole thing that basically I had to call my insurance to get another tow truck driver to drive me to another tire place in Glendale from downtown LA. Tire was eventually replaced for free. I had a warranty. I don't know why I didn't just go there in the first place. Aside from don't listen to people on the insurance line. They don't necessarily know more than you do. Just, yeah, so many car troubles. Oh God, there's interactions with um, homeless, including people throwing punches and pants being thrown. <laughs> pants were thrown. Tow water. Tow water. I got sprayed with tow water. Anytime I get into an Uber, the, the driver's going to do something weird or say something weird. And I that's most people's experience in an Uber. But I did call an Uber coming here actually that time that the driver's name was John Fitzgerald Kennedy, JFK. Oh. Got into the backseat of the car. There's a teddy bear buckled in, in the middle. And he asked <laughs> me to move around it. And he's like, well, this is Teddy Roosevelt. And I'm like, ah, like, I'm going to die here today. And my point is, I was just, that was a 10 minute ride. And there was an incident. There's a lot to unpack here. And I would love to uh, continue this on my next Julia's Rambles. Now moving on to story time with Leona. So today we're gonna talk about how all three of us, Chrissy, Julia, and I, were harassed by the same girl at an emo bar. And it sounds weird, but we're just gonna get into it. Sounds weird because it is weird. It is but... weird. You don't expect it from females, but you know, it happens people. So we basically went to this emo bar and there was a girl who approached us, probably the same age as us, at the bar and she approached me first actually and asked what are you which <laughs> if you haven't heard this from me then you probably don't know me well enough because this is my least favorite thing to ever be asked <laughs> it is so ambiguous and such a microaggression but basically what they're always asking is what's your ethnicity because i'm half hispanic half white so i told her you know my mom's from ecuador i'm half hispanic and she, the first thing this girl says to me is, I love ethnic girls. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's nice. So anyways, we start talking about being Hispanic because she was Mexican. And she asked me if I like to eat taquitos. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't. That my mom's from Ecuador, so if she's asking what the Ecuadorian cuisine is, it's like rice and chicken, essentially. <laughs> and she basically told me after I said that, oh, yeah, same shit, though, right? <laughs> and I was like, actually, you know, Mexico and Ecuador are very different countries. Different continents. Very even. different continents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and very different just traditions and culture. And it was insane to me that she would even say something like that. But anyways... I was getting more irritated with this girl for basically telling us that Mexicans and Ecuadorians are the same because they're not. And essentially, I passed her on to my friend Julia because, you know, her screaming in my head, I love ethnic girls, basically convinced me that if I pawned her off on Julia for a hot second and could make an escape, mm -hmm. that Julia would not keep her interested because of that very fun fact. Yeah, because I am very, very white, mm -hmm. blonde, blue eye, all the whole thing. I didn't hear this conversation. Again, this was an emo bar. It was very loud. <laughs> I just saw you motion her towards me. <laughs> she goes towards me and she's like, what's, what's your ethnicity? And I was like, Oh, like, I don't know what conversation they were having, but I was just like, I don't know. Did like, she ask you what your ethnicity was? She didn't say, what are you? No, yeah. Damn. 
It's just no, me. Uh, well, I don't, yeah, I, whatever she said, I don't know how she worded it, but I was just like, um, it's just kind of like your standard mix of European. Like, I don't <laughs> know what you want from me. I don't know the context of this question. And so she quickly lost interest and she's like, mm, nothing, nothing I can work with. Like, that's the least ethnic thing I've ever heard. So like, she just immediately points over. Yes. Next in line. Mm-hmm. So then she moves on to me, Chrissy, and she starts asking me what my ethnicity is. And I told her I'm Filipino, to which she responds, oh my gosh, I love Chinese food. <laughs> and I'm like, great, I'm, I'm not Chinese. I just told you I'm Filipino, but that's cool. And then she just started venting to me about how she wishes she could eat other food besides Mexican foods and she's Mexican. <laughs> and I was just telling her that just because she's Mexican doesn't mean she has to only eat Mexican food. So I don't know why she thinks that, but that's what she seems to think. And after that conversation, I tried to escape her and all of us moved over to the dance floor to which she followed Mm -hmm. and attempted to convince me to make out with her. And her boyfriend was actually nearby and she goes, oh yeah, my boyfriend, he doesn't care if I make out with other girls. And I was like, great. Well, um, I do care and I'm pretty sure my boyfriend does care who's also here. So... I'm not going to take you up on that offer. Yeah, we thought we got rid of her for a while. Like, it had been a few minutes. After she offended all three yeah, of us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we were in a circle situation. Circle um, dancing. I was doing that um, <laughs> dance that you guys hate that I do so much with my hands out. Yeah, yeah we arms. hate it. Anyways, I wasn't really looking, but I feel someone's hands <laughs> graze mine, interlock fingers as my hands out, and I'm just like... Oh, like, none of my friends would ever, ever (laughs) do this to me. It just felt a little too intimate. I would argue a full-on assault of the hands. (laughs) I was very violated. And I looked around, and there she is, grabbing my hand, dancing. I was like, oh, okay, so suddenly, like, (laughs) standards are lowered, and you're going to just deal with a white girl? Like, what are you I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, then she moved on to Chrissy and I, and we're not sure who got assaulted first, but <laughs> both of us had our butts grabbed by this girl. Yeah. And yeah. we're so surprised at first because it happened so quick, and it was just not expected from a female. But the lesson is, yeah, you can be – you can get your ass grabbed by a female – and the lesson is that's actual assault versus my hand assault. Right. Yes. Yeah. Let's just take a, let's just take a minute to note here that Julia's telling of her side of the story was quite dramatic. Makes but, sense yeah. for her. Yeah, I Julie, only know yeah. one speed. Julia's telling of her story was a lot more dramatic, and all she had was getting her hand grabbed, whereas Adriana and I had our butts grabbed, like grabbed. full hand grab, mm-hmm. and. Had a much less dramatic reaction, but... Yeah, I was like, oh, did that happen to you? And I'm like, it was an assault on my character (laughs) and (laughs) my being as a person. I feel like I need to go wash this hand. And I don't know, she just disappeared after that. It's like she got what she wanted. Yeah, and her boyfriend was just following her around like a weird shadow. Like, he was literally with her the whole time. It was very confusing. Um, People are weird. I think I've made that point before, but um, that's just always the lesson. Yeah, exactly. So to wrap this story up, I think we'll just end by saying, one, don't be racist, and microaggressions are a form of racism, for those of you who do not know. And then lastly, consent. Always ask for consent, even if you're 
a girl approaching another girl, you know, guy approaching another guy, girl guy, doesn't matter. Always ask for consent before just grabbing somebody. So yeah. that's yeah. that's today's story time with Miona. And that was our 2 a.m. podcast episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.